Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Today, we're talking about season 18, episode four of Top Chef, the fourth Portland episode. I'm Alex. Uh, joining me in Hollywood, California, it's Megan. Hey, buddy. Hey, Alex. Also joining us from Northern California, it's Ez and Sarah. Good morning. Hello. Hey, and uh, in Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris. Fruit Loops. Yeah, and then uh, rounding out our panel, two more Californians, also in Los Angeles, it's New Sarah and Kyle. Hey, dudes. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to be podcasting from a tabletop fryer, and I don't think anything could go wrong. <laughs> Are you sure? Have you seen the show before? There is a grill behind you. (laughs) No, 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 no. That grill, that grill. We're we're gonna get some grill marks um, on part of the podcast, but I think we have enough time to let it rest and really finish off the podcast um, after it comes out of the oil. Um, I hate to tell you guys this, but but my joke was raw. And I think everyone at this table, their jokes were also raw. These jokes were all way too raw. Uh, really, I, I, I know I saw the one that I gave Melissa. The joke I told Melissa was yeah. like a little under. No, it was, it was definitely palatable. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we before we talk about the episode, do any of you guys want to call your family really quick? Get some history on them? Do you have a, <laughs> Does anybody have a cute no, story I, about whether or not you won last night? Um, no, that, that means I either win or entirely lose. <laughs> it's a gamble. Well, either way, Chris, I'm just proud of you for still being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. I, I hope this doesn't, this isn't some good foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into episode four, uh, Throne for a Loop. So uh, it's time for, first of all, it's time for a little product placement for the soul. As the chefs are presented with a disembodied kitchen pantry and told to make a dish that evokes a food memory using pantry staple Campbell's trademark soup. They only get 30 minutes, but the winner gets $10,000, but they have to dilute it with one can of water, so it only tastes like $5,000. Decked out in 50 shades of purple, guest judge Dale uh, and uh, host Padma splash around in the dishes. Oh, Chris, you don't remember this? Nope. Oh, man, he was wearing so much purple. He was wearing a purple check shirt that had like 30, 30 different purples, and then he was wearing clashing purple nike 720s anyway okay it was very royal aggressive yeah Yeah, i I guess royal you know uh we'll talk about kwame's outfit later okay yeah we can come back (laughs) yeah maybe i just can't see purple because this is not register at all to me oh man um i i may have taken a screenshot i'll send it to you in a second anyway so uh, i hope we find out that he was wearing navy blue and this is how we learned that your color That would be an interesting colorblind where I take something that looks nice and I make it bad in my head, but more just, colorful. It was, it was all just pure white, basically, and you're just like, you add purple where there's no, oh, not, no color Oh, that would be such a strange choice. I've been to that. <laughs> um, I really like the Air 720s, but not that one. That one looks like one you would get at the outlet store. Okay, anyway, back to work. So, Dylan Padma, splash around the kitchen. Uh, let's see, what was it? Nope. I don't, oh, splash around their dishes. They were very messy. That was a thing on this one. Um, yeah. And for the first time in the history of the show, they show they, their food is physically incapable of being undersalted because yeah. of yeah, Campbell's true. trademark soup. Showed a. Go ahead. Oh, no. That, that was remarkably true. Yeah. Like, not a one was commented as underseasoned or bland. So much salt uh, in those yeah. cans. Um, Apparently, according to Wikipedia, by autumn 2009. Campbell's claimed it had lowered the salt content 
in 50% of its soups range. So maybe not as salty. They just lowered it sometimes. Uh, that yeah, is yeah, vague. They came out with a new lower salt range right. mirroring everything in their classic flavor. It's like, when a, it's like when the car company is like, well, we sell one electric so we can make our other ones worse and get our average fuel economy um, down. Okay, so they, they can just then salt like Yeah. Oh, this can now be part of it. Wait, do, do, do they still need the one can of water? Because I know a lot of companies were like, we could just sell twice as much soup if we don't let you put water in it. Okay, so some looks like the condensed ones, yeah, need water or milk. But then, uh, like the chunky, chunky Max home style, soup on the go, slow kettle style, and well, yes, they don't. Wait, 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 wait. Soup <laughs> on the go? Yeah, man. It's, it's like, like microwave soups. They have like the lids. <laughs> oh, this is not gogur. I was picturing like a, <laughs> like you finish a race and you pour some soup over your face. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like the whole big uh, Gatorade like uh, thing. Yeah. That, yeah, they dunked in the in the. In yeah, the for sure, a soup dunk tank. Um, so uh, Shoda's qua- uh, crab chawamushi uh, was the sauce that broke the camel's back, and he finds himself unable to lie himself out of the bottom by saying he always serves it that way. Never works. Um, While Nelson nails his ginger sauce but hammers his cod, and Kiki rounds out the bottom (laughs) with her gratin that stays neutral on the idea of whether or not you should cook Swiss chard. Sarah smokes another challenge with her mushroom strogue, fresh made and freshly pronounced spa that's not how that's pronounced (laughs) and gabe find i hate when someone does that because i'm like have i been saying this wrong my whole life and this is how i find out just like my purple color thing (laughs) (laughs) gabe uh finds this challenge easy brazy uh with his sofrita cod and chris has uh no vinaigrettes Novin regrets with his choice of grilled cheese, panzanella, and he'll be uh, brothing at the mouth to spend Kemble's 10,000 big ones. I mean, most Ooh. impressively, Chris Ooh. made the longest salad I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he it took was... a salad and, tur- and completely deconstructed it in a way that like made it a completely different shape. You're like a taffy pull of salad. It is mm-hmm. the whole table width salad. Uh, he made a foot-long hot salad. <laughs> I thought oh, foot so long strongly he was going to lose that by a mile. I could not believe he won. Yeah. Although, by a long it, salad mile. <laughs> <laughs> My suspicion is that the soup and grilled cheese, like they wanted the thing that showed off the soup in a way that was most uh, grockable by customers. I mean, maybe it was the best dish, but... Um, it also felt the most like classic goes with Campbell's. Well, so it's classic with the soup and, and grilled cheese, but then he made a vinaigrette out of a soup, and that I don't understand physics. How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. just vinaigrette. Add a cup, add a cup of vinegar instead of a cup of water. You're good. <laughs> well, I bet it was also if it tasted very fresh. If you were able to turn like a creamy, thick Campbell's tomato soup sure. into something that was like a light salad dressing, yeah. that would be. Imp- that would be impressive, and that's like what they said at the beginning. Uh, that was like try and use the soup in a different way. Don't just use it as like the stock base. And what it did was like I think that was yeah, that the was smart. Secret challenge that no yeah. one necessarily, not everyone necessarily got. I was trying to figure out from looking at this what else is going on in this grilled cheese. We didn't get a lot of details about the grilling and the cheese. Um, mm-hmm. I suspect this is Dave's killer bread, but I could be wrong. That's just a good Portland brand of good bread. Um, but it looks there's, so. There's pickled shallots in it. Uh, there's probably tomato that looks like tomato seeds inside. But maybe that's on top. Anyway, it doesn't seem like it's anything. Okay, I guess here's my question: 
How do you make it a panzanella? Do you just cut the grilled cheese and then make it long? Like, what is panzanella you make eat? It, you make it wet. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, you crisp, yeah, get that bread crispy and then you make it wet again. Oh, why? It's <laughs> <No. laughs> weird. Panzanellas are so good, really. No, good. it's... You just it's chuck so really oily bread into a salad. It's great. I mean, that sounds fine, but when you say make it wet, it's a little harder for me. Um, oh, yeah. Make it wet, chefs. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've seen grilled cheese panzanella salads at least three times on Top Chef before. Because I know that they've done like grilled cheese challenges. And that's a, a pretty, that's another reason, like uh, Sarah and Chris were saying, uh, or Sarah and Ezra were saying that like, I thought this was going to lose because it was so basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did it really good. Good yeah. job, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, if one person does a basic, then it's okay. If two people do it, then neither of them are going to win. They're like, oh, each other, right. But yeah. I think it's like one person can do that. Like, this is so intuitive. It just makes sense. And they pull it off. I think that happens for, you know, basically make sure it's like a, a boggle. It's categories. It's categories rules. Mm. Scategories was yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Like boggle too. Yeah, you boggle, you cross out if someone else okay, had the same, same thing. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. that works. Great. There it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um just wanted to toss in from the Shoda story at Leprechaun um on Twitter. Um said along Padma's quote bullshit look when Shoda in the quickfire absolutely cracked me up. Um yeah. Did you mean for the so- the the sauce to break? And he was like, Oh yeah, I always serve it watery and bad. Uh <laughs> and she makes this face that's like, I don't think that's true. Uh <laughs> yeah. It's good, but like his two camera thing was so charming. We were just like, "Yeah, I'm clearly lying." Yeah, no, I don't mean that. Yeah, no, that was great. Did I do that? <laughs> so we're at a fun point where um, where Maya will just start lying now. Like, like is oh. now like, able to to try? And so I just like I keep on asking questions and to see like how far into the lie she'll go. <laughs> where, it, it's very similar to the show. Yeah, where it'll be like, yeah, she'll be like, like I went to the, like she's like Maya, did you RIP? He's like, yes. Did you pee at school? Yes. Who helped you? And then she's like, I did not pee at school. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> once she runs out of yes or no questions to answer yeah yeah that's the thing i i really like the the grilling that you're doing where you've got like some she's she's locked in a room with a huge fan and a hot light and you're like who helped you pee who helped you i really enjoy that um yeah that's exactly what leprechaun said is that it reminded me of the look my wife often gives our 12 year old it is a good dark look i'll put that in the notes of just padma not buying it at all um while we're in here, also, um, uh, let's see, at oh, alchemical, chem, alchemy, alchemy Girl? Oh, Alchemy Girl on Twitter. My favorite moments, Chris's elevated tomato soup and grilled cheese. Yum. Uh, I think that does look like the most delicious, which I don't always feel is the case. I like the chicken tikka toast masala, like shrimp mm. toast with a big thing of tikka masala sauce dumped on top. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm okay with it, too. Um, so here's the question, though, from all of these. Do you feel this is from uh, Jake MHS? This is the bottom of the barrel for sponsored quick fires, right? How do you guys oh, feel wow. about the Campbell Valley suit? Ranch. <laughs> no, yeah, is- <laughs> the ranch packet was so bad. <laughs> like people actually cook with these concentrated soups as a base, so that actually made sense to me, like yeah. intuitively. Yeah, ranch ranch is the worst because that's such a strong flavor. And it's what one you do flavor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't think people are doing that a lot. Um, yeah. I'm a little sad about the non-Portland sponsored products, but I also really like when a chef gets ten grand. So it's hard to be too upset about that. Yeah. Can you think of many Top Chef Quickfire sponsor challenge where the sponsor was local? No, they probably mm-hmm. so much money. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's like yeah, it's a national brand. This right. is their spawn. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, you're like 
the point of the like most people are not in Portland who are watching the show, so you want a brand that people can buy everywhere. Yeah, but still, I just yeah, you, you, I don't like the. I'm not stoked about Campbell's. I'm not excited about it. Um, but yeah, you're right. That was my question: Is anyone personally excited about Campbell's? Because I went, I groaned when that mm-hmm. happened, and as got a little bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> really, as you big soup guy. Uh, you know, I, I have fond memories on the whole, I, and like also we've had yeah. like some family recipes that have come to us. Uh, I think from your grandma, like like her brisket recipe, which is like, okay, it's gonna be like a can of uh, Campbell's like beef consomme as part oh, of the recipe. That's true. Um, and like. I don't know. It's it's I I agree. It's it's like it's kind of. I wish they could have found a, a local tie-in. Uh, Campbell. I found that Campbell's Soup Company did buy Pacific Foods, which was a Portland-based, uh, oh. I guess, uh, maybe soup thing. Oh uh, yeah, they make uh, uh, boxed soups and broths. Yeah. So you know, it's they've owned stuff that's. I Portland. do feel like when you those tall juice boxes with soup, I just assume that's better than a can with soup, and I'm not sure why, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't say I don't I disagree. Yeah, it I just mean, like, looks I, nicer. I, listen to it. I uh, don't have as actively active a love for like the red top Campbell's soup, but you pull out a can of Campbell's chunky. Oh yeah, uh, like that's a meal. <laughs> that's a meal, and I love it. Some <laughs> burger and vegetables. Oh, I love ch- chunky soups. How about soup on the go? You, you've Are tried you, go soup? I would. <laughs> I'd run a marathon and then <laughs> on the go. I need salt and water. This is perfect. I wanted to do the cans with like the soda cans, which is like you could pop the top then to start drinking. Yeah, like sure, yeah, yeah. pop top soup, absolutely. Mm. Um, like how Gatorade had those like recover things that were like in little plastic things. They're like Gatorade bouillon cubes. Yeah, Gatorade cubes. <laughs> well, they had, like, rest recover. <laughs> Whatever the three R R's of Gatorade, arithmetic, <laughs> Gatorade. Megan, you ha- so I like the ten thousand dollars, but you had a complaint about this prize. Oh no, I d- I don't have a complaint, but I um I did expect them to give a life lifetime supply of Campbell's soup. Oh yeah, you were upset I, that they've was, gone away from lifetime supplies of things. I I don't know if I'm upset, but uh, <laughs> but I am somehow still disappointed. Yeah. It Honestly, would be fun if it was I'm like happy we'll for give them, you but also disappointing. A million cans of soup. Yeah, they don't I need can't. to get a storage container for all their soup. <laughs> yeah. I like that so much. They don't have to deliver it all at once. <laughs> no, I think they should. I, no, I think they just like you go home and it turns out you have like a whole like you know like additional like unit basically in the backyard. Yes, just all soup now. There's an ADU just waiting <laughs> when you get home, and it's just for your soup. Yeah, mm. eighty soup. I do Honestly, like with how cheap Campbell's soup is. I think ten thousand dollars might be more than the valuation of lifetime <laughs> supply of Campbell's soup. Depends on how often you eat it. Yeah, it's more than ten thousand cans of Campbell's soup. Those are like eighty-nine cent cans. Yeah, but so you, yeah. if you eat that much soup in a row, you will die from it, and it will have been a lifetime supply. <laughs> you will eat soup for the rest of your life. I do prefer when oh, it's. This it's is like li- a dark horror movie. Like a company gives someone yeah. a lifetime supply of something, and then oh, but that means that they kill you after yeah. one. Cans. Yeah, it's two yeah. cans, and then they shoot oh, you. No. Oh man, that is dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, <laughs> I do prefer when something's all at once, though. I don't want it to be that lottery where they're like, oh no, we give you ten thousand a year for twenty years. Like it's got. Really? Dump, give me all the soup. I want all the soup no, today. Cash I me out. The intervals. I prefer the intervals for uh, soup tax purposes. <laughs> 
like that. Well, actually, there might be a big like soup conglomerate that'll buy you out anyway. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. To somebody who was like, "We'll take that. We'll give you all the soup you want now, but we'll take ten percent." Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that really jumped out at me is this food memory portion. So, which is fine, uh, good enough, top chefy thing. But Avishar's food memory was the invention of the dish tiki masala in London before he was born. I liked so that time, a lot. Time traveler Avishar. Yeah. Yeah, one of my loveliest memories. It was 1800s in London, and a chef was, yeah. Was, and traveler and word inventor, Avishar. <laughs> Ooh, we'll, oh, we will get yeah. to that. That is rough. Yeah, it's not time travel. It's Ohio travel when he does it. Um, yeah, uh, that feels like enough for the quick fire. So let's jump into the elimination challenge. The chefs pile into a convoy of blood red beamers and drive right by our old apartment. Yay, we got to check out the new construction across the street. That was fun. And then it's time to head out to Oregon's famous. After a lot of pausing. Like, was that yeah. it? I was, was like, y'all are freeze framing that. <laughs> yeah, we, right? we, it was really quick. Are quick. <laughs> but they, they had to go up Swashington, and so they went right by our old place. Um, Swashington. That was Ezra. I think you made that up originally. That was Ezra. The first yeah. One. Yeah. yeah, I will portmanteau anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Southwest Washington or Swashington. Anyway, so they head out to Oregon's famous Fruit Loop, a thing that they made up two years ago. Um, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> It's a good tourism board. Yeah, thing. it's a yeah. solid tourism board invention. There's a bunch. There's a like a handful of uh, fruit places, and they were like loop, and then someone got paid, and now they call it that all the time. I'm con- It's possible it's been around, and they only started marketing it in 2019. But that's the first time, and all of a sudden I started hearing about it all over the place. So I believe this is pretty new. But yeah. it, what it is is a beautiful drive around Mount Hood, where you get to pay full price for apples and pears, while also getting the joy of being a temporary farm worker. Mm-hmm. The chefs get three full hours to work their fields and then create a savory dish. And hey, let me be clear. This is the fruit loop, not the vegetable loop. You get meat and fruit and that's it. Everything yeah, only, only the fruit that we decide because a chili is a fruit. A tomato is a fruit. You know, they don't get any of that. Oh, that's a good point. And um, yeah, yeah, pork, I think, has seeds on the inside. Um, so that counts. Um, <laughs> and oysters, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, what is that but a seed on the inside? That's a whole that's oyster. That's a fruit of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Also, due to the ever-present apocalyptic wildfires ravaging Oregon all of the time now, no matter how you prepare your dish, it'll be smoked. Hey. And um, is that it for twists? Probably that's it for twists. Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> oh, it's Nick Cage. Well, Nick yeah, Cage mo- they- And a very friendly butterfly. Let's be... One cute oh, butterfly. That butterfly was drinking blood, though. We can't... <laughs> <laughs> Because butterflies love drinking things like sweat because they need the salt. So mm-hmm. that butterfly was like raw meat juice. Also, uh, I'm in. That that butterfly caused a, a tsunami like across the world and felt totally okay about it. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> Guiltless. I like that. Um, so Chris prepares top scallop and earns him a place in the Gabe sandwich at the top of the competition. Portland Gabriel's oysters, three meticulous different fruity ways, um, help him gulp another top three, while Austin Gabe... The one who phoned home earlier. Uh, so obviously, uh, he won the day with his intact plums in meat sauce. Plums in meat gru- juice. Yeah. He also phoned home and his kids like shaded him so hard for not winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I, I didn't thought win. I hurt. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the well, implication yeah, but- is that his daughters were proud of him because he was still in Top Chef. Mm-hmm. But as mm-hmm. soon as he gets iced... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really, Dad? Ninth? Yeah, they're brutal. 
Dad, uh, you tried to do risotto in a quick were- fire, <laughs> honestly, on your birthday? <laughs> um, not as good. Nelson continues to not be on the show with his bottom scallop in Fruitless Inedible Bernays. Uh, Avishar thinks he can trick the Top Chef gods by calling his risotto something stupid, but Tom gets to the bottom of the mystery. Tom solves the mystery, figures out it's risotto. Um, I like, like, like that, maybe like the, the murder, like that pin board with all the strings. <laughs> like, you know, is risotto. <laughs> and he made his Ohioto, uh, he managed to make it mushy and undercooked, which is an impressive enough bit of physics that he's told not to pack his knives and Ohio. Instead, the chefs uh, keek out Kiki for not taking Tom's incredibly clear hint that Top Chef never gives you a fryer that is good enough to fry. So instead of using local salmon, she serves farm-to-table salmonella and is sent packing. Everybody's chicken was undercooked. That's really... It's gross. It's bad. Don't care and, for it. You know, those tabletop fryers, right? You you mm-hmm. can try your tester once and then the oil drops in temperature. There's yeah, the test is the it, it is especially if you're outside. Yeah, especially outside. And a storm's about to hit. The <laughs> storm's a brewing. <laughs> yeah, there is that that is enough to fry one tester of chicken. That's how much oil they give you. Ugh. It's sad. It's bad. And Tom they, told they basically her. shouldn't give you those. Because they they're, never yeah. are gonna work. They're a trick. Well when you're in the you kitchen, know, it's fine, but if you're traveling you could maybe fry some grapes that's the thing is like i think you know that fryer could be a really great accessory if you're like frying a squash blossom or you're, yeah you know doing some like cool garnish but if if you have that much protein to get through in a short amount of time yeah yeah and like you have to know that when you're putting in batches of things into a fryer that size it's just never gonna get like that heating element is the same thing in my toaster it's just never gonna get hot enough for that it's so small uh, it's unfortunate. It seems to me like Kiki is a great chef when she's in control of yeah. all of the factors. Oh, no mm-hmm. doubt. Oh, yeah. Just didn't watch, either didn't watch enough Top Chef before coming on the show or kind of underestimated her own ability to adapt to crazy, stupid cooking situations. Tom I gave would, her hints, though. I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, didn't practice. <laughs> like, right. I, I guess, like, the people who are doing well on this season probably, like, spent a month or two, like, cooking weird stuff and giving them absurd, themselves absurd hurdles. Right. And yeah. it seems like she, I, I don't know. I, it's got to be something that you practice. You practice that level of, like, cooking versatility. You, yeah, Sarah has multiple fruit sauces in her back pocket, you know? Yeah, That's all so of which... <laughs> That's true. It is a mess. Um, all of which include yogurt. Wow. Um, the I think yeah. I think this is we we have to add this to the list because we used to always say practice with the pressure cooker, and now we have to add practice with the tabletop fryer because it's not. Or the just same. practice avoid using tabletop fryer. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, it's, it's, it's like a temptation. A, yeah. It's yeah. like that. Not today, Satan. Scene in Pan's Labyrinth where they're like, just don't eat the thing. And super easy. Yeah. yeah. Just don't she, use the she's fryer. She's got a piece of breaded chicken and she has to walk around. <laughs> I'm thinking it's more like she's like uh, doing the training or like the um, interview section of Men in Black, where it's like, uh, right, shoot, shoot the, the aliens, not girl. not the little girl. Yeah, and she's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, all right, so they're going to pop up some different things in front of you. You're holding your breaded chicken, and it's got like barbecue, yeah, tabletop fryer, no, <laughs> like that. Wait, oh, quick, quick, Men in Black detour. At what age do you think a kid can watch Men in Black? Because Kayla's been asking about it. Oh. Uh, um, How sassy do you want him to be? Yeah. 
It's a good question. I take twenty percent more sass than I currently have. I mean, I watched it when I was twelve because that's when it came that's out. When it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see a, an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old. I I'd go up to nine. Nine was the number in my heart. Oh, okay. I, I thought about it. I haven't I watched it, it in a long time. I feel like he would probably be delighted by it now. What, what do you mean he was asking about it? How did well, Caleb just hear about Men in Black? That's what I said. I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, no, oh, no, because that's why, that's why. So we have a game called Super Fight, and it's like, um, uh, basically, it's you pick up cards, and sort of like the, like, apples to apples kind of thing, where some are like the, are like nouns and some are adjectives. And one of the nouns uh, was Men in Black, the Men in Black. And sort of like, so it's like, uh, with the Men in Black, with, um, you know, uh, holding a baby, beat the band Queen uh, if they're trapped in a potato sack. Right. And that's like, you have to debate about it. Right. Uh, okay. And so anyway, and? he was like, who are the men in black? I was like, okay. So the men in black, uh, they like are basically like kind of secret agents, but right. they keep people from knowing about um, uh, aliens. And it was like, oh, and also, um, it's kind of like this movie you're watching now, which is Spies in Disguise, which also stars Will Smith. Uh, imagine instead of Will Smith being like a, a secret agent turns into so a, a pigeon. The problem was like you. A, well, I introduced it. Is that no? It's, uh, you made it sound too good. It sounds rad. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> okay, they're bureau, they're, they're bureaucrats. You got you got we'll, exactly you got exactly. He's a, he's a government worker who's learning a new job, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not very good at it at first. But you know, as I the only actual sane advice I'd give is you know you're allowed to watch it first without him and then see you know that's a good you point. Think. You're yeah, gonna have to watch it 25 time. times. You might as well practice. Edgar suit. I mean, uh, Vincent yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, all that sugar water. It's gross. And also yeah, yeah. shooting Tony Shalhoub's head off. Well, that was and pretty. And watching it grow back in an instant. Yeah, that'll yeah. give him false expectations of how resilient Tony Shalhoub is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could probably handle it. I don't know. I remember really delighting in it. And then, even though there's plenty of things that my parents laughed at that I didn't, I, I feel like it's probably would still be fun. Um,. Thanks All right, men in, men in Black D2 are completed. Um, let's talk about this Ohio toe, you guys. What? Speaking of things where it is, what are you thinking? He knew it was bad and did it anyway. Here's There was yeah. an early sign here where he was trying to smoke an entire solid block of Tillamook cheese on a grill. He didn't cut it into smaller pieces to increase the surface area. He We've all tried to smoke a whole block of cheese before. <laughs> Don't act like we haven't. It's just like, what are you doing, man? You're not doing anything thoughtfully here. And yeah. it just seems like... Well, in the future, that's how they do it. So it's normal for him. Sure. Time traveler. Where Time traveler Avishar. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, I, I mean, it's like, it, it would have been worse for me if Kiki had said, now I know that this never works on Top Chef, but I'm going to fry all this chicken in this tabletop fryer outside. Like the fact that she didn't know makes it, and it gives her like some plausible deniability. Avishar was like, well, this will probably send me home, but I'll change the name. Yeah. And also like when he's the word he said, I, it sounded like alien language like it <laughs> i didn't hear a t in it he was like ohio joe <laughs> and like I, I i i had i was just so dumbstruck um, he needs some lessons from ezra basically yeah to well in fact properly. Yeah. in fact uh jane on facebook said when ohioto was spoken into the universe i felt like i was seeing the essence of ezra on the screen <laughs> <laughs> you'll pour vanto anything this is for you um yeah uh that's yeah uh, uh jane also says i kind of want to see avishar front the house front of house at restaurant wars which would be kind of fun <laughs> that would be fun uh, yep 
Um, but we also got. Here's, here's, go here's ahead. the thing about Avatar, also, though. Like, you know, aside being from a time traveler, I mean, he probably knew this was fine. He's just like, look, I can survive this one oh, right. episode. Today is not my day to be eliminated. Yeah, exactly. All I have to be is second worst. That's fine. <laughs> and, and yeah, th- this is not my death. Yeah. The paradox is being introduced. Mm. Um, That's why the butterfly was there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This his uh risotto, his faux risotto was so bad that it overshadowed the fact that Dawn made a risotto and that was apparently fine because we was never talked bed. about it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that she'd made I was like, oh shit, there was another risotto. Well they love the olive bed. oil of the apple olive oil for it, puree. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was that's the what thing they about talked it. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, I was like, wow, there was a successful risotto on here, and it got totally overshadowed, understandably, because that other thing, I was like, with sushi rice, and the sushi rice also tripped me up a little bit. It's wild, right? Because, like, in our normal mm-hmm. days, we have no problem not making risottos. So, like, what is it about <laughs> the situation that makes it so hard to not make a risotto? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I uh, the thing where all the, like, uh, producers who are, like, interviewing was like, so you think you might make a risotto? That'd be pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was all story planned? Yeah, the first the first question of every uh, talking about it is like, you know, I'm feeling risotto. How about you? <laughs> I think I think long, long, my, my thing is that it's been a long plan by the pasta board to just just shit on uh the on rice name this yeah. is so this is like this is like the uh the chick-fil-a billboards are like the cows are making them to get you to eat more chicken this mm-hmm. is the pasta yes, board yeah. it's like we don't want this yeah risotto yeah, never works raw and mushy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we had a couple people say versions of also like i'm from ohio haven't we suffered enough <laughs> so the people were pretty sad about it he, he he upped Ohio with the with the with the Buckeye like yeah. the, the, the thing that's before. true. Maybe you break said, even. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, um, also from uh, Brandy, uh, I I am from and live in 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 Cebus, which I'm assuming is Columbus for cool people. Um, uh, I want to I want to see Abishar hang in for some city pride. I guess we are shamefully low on that these days. So oh. the the Ohio people. Uh, passionate, but I would not say an optimistic people. With some very reason, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was some tough times over there. Yeah, I guess he, he's broken even on Ohio love, though, because of the... Because he's not he not only got that um, Buckeye in there, he got it into uh, Talenti Layers national product later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that exist yet? Talenti Buckeye. Um, not at our Ralphs. We we tried a Talenti Layers last night because I am easily marketed to. Um, but we got it. We ordered it for pickup from a grocery store, so we didn't get to choose the flavor. Um, or we chose one. We chose one, and they but were they like, "Here's we this should, instead." No, we have a different yeah. one. And they got the one that I specifically when I was looking at. I was like, "That seems bad." <laughs> um, so it was kind of unfortunate. Not the best uh, t- uh, test run of it, but I would say. Uh, a little intense. One of the layers is frosting, which is more than I want in the middle of my gelato and cookies and fr- no. <laughs> sprinkles. It was too gnarly. <laughs> so it was a birthday cake one. I'm intuiting. It, it was cookies. No, it was like it, it was, was like, co- it was oh. cookie confetti. Cookie confetti. Yeah. So there were cookies. There was there were sprinkles, and then there was a layer of pink frosting just in the middle of this vanilla gelato. It was a little gnarly. So not a full recommend. Honestly, I, sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, send that it, over here. The I Megan left all of her frosting bits behind. It's just it was too gnarly for that uh, particular dessert. I thought, but anyway, um, 
All right, let's see. What else do we got on this elimination before we move on? Um, oh, you know what I would like? I would like someone... We've, we've had smoked grapes and pickled grapes and carbonated grapes already in our first four episodes. I just want someone in my real life to mess up a grape for me. Can one of you give me like a real weird grape? Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll do it. So I'm going to cut it into quarters and put it in the microwave. And then like the electricity arcs across the grape. Uh, really? I'm going to... Batter and wait. We're gonna uh, just deal with this physics experiment first, Kyle. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna make my grape dangerous? Uh, just 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 sparking, and it's pretty cool. But yeah, you're not supposed to spark in your microwave. You can't spark like like metal. You can do it with a grape. That's cool. Are you sure? Is is like okay? Sorry, I wasn't (laughs) listening when you first said this. Is this a true thing that happens with grapes? Yes. I don't know if it's only grapes, but yes, it does happen with grapes. And you've done this in your home microwave? Yes. Huh. Sarah is shaking her head no in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who to believe. Not that I've ever seen. Wait, really? I've never seen you do this. Oh, before. no, this is totally true. I believe you that it's true, but I'm a little bit... I don't believe that it's a good idea. All right, Kyle, what were you going to say? How are you going to mess up a grape for me? Oh, I'm going to deep fry it and serve it to you raw. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I could try that. Gushy on the inside. That'd be like it's like a, a savory gushers. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> y'all. Uh, speaking of grapes, just something to share. We we are big fans of Fresh Direct here in in Core, um, uh-huh. and Fresh Direct has cotton candy grapes, which is a oh, grape oh grape yeah, no, smell those are and good. taste a little bit like cotton candy. They okay. are delicious. I'm open to that. Yeah. Have any of you tried these pearl apples that were in this Fruit Loop episode? Ooh. The, the pink no. pearl apples. The pink pearl. I think so they I look really good. Them once they were good. I- I feel like I have. Maybe I'm just like so convinced I have because I've seen them a lot of places and they're no. so pretty. I wish I had. They're Sarah's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I want to try all the apples and that is one of them. I'm, I thought it was a new apple to me. I'm open to it. So I'm very marketable. We also bought some Tillamook ice cream because it's in the background all the time. I'm I, We're not soup yet, but I'm basically, th- I'm letting the season just market me. I'm letting it happen. Um, you got me on grapes. You got me on your new cool apples. Yeah. Tillamook is some good ice cream, though. They do good it's work. so good. Yeah. The mudslide one is really good. Well, you don't get to pick your flavor when you're doing pickup. Wow. <laughs> they get you whatever they want. And it was you also full frosting. Instead, yeah. of, <laughs> instead of baby bok choy, they gave us adult daddy bok choy, and it's so much different. It's so big. <laughs> they can't possibly be calling this daddy bok choy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you call it? Bok choy. <laughs> oh, that could be it. All right. That's a good point. <laughs> Um, I'm with Sarah. If you if you want ice cream and you're expecting frosting, that's sort of a letdown. It's different. It's very different. Um, all right. So in last, so Kiki goes uh, packs her knives and heads to Last Chance Kitchen. And since Kiki served two dishes in a row that were raw, um, we can say safely Kiki makes a lot of raw food. Everybody's nerves are pretty raw at this point. Raw, raw, shish, boom, ba. It's time for this challenge. Anyway, pick your protein. Can't tell you how you're going to prepare it. No hints at all. You have to. It's going to be a total surprise. Anyway, um, ha! Make it raw. <laughs> I love the like Eddie Murphy raw is playing in the background. Yeah, right. They were so uh, surprised. Yeah. He said raw thirty times. Told you I to like pick the, a protein, and they were only proteins you could serve raw. And then they were like, oh, "What?" I like the idea of them actually being like you know just a lot of chicken actually again. And it's like, oh man, why would you serve us raw chicken? Well, that's the rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You picked it. Uh, yeah, Sasha picks tuna. Kiki picks top scallops. And both are shocked when they have to serve them raw dog. After 20 minutes, 
Both dishes are brilliant, but just like Roscoe, who wore a suit to his stool sitting, Sasha's is a tiny bit overdressed. Mm. So she hands off the jacket and the impossible task of getting back into the show. Um, and our winner next week in the kitchen will be Kiki. Yeah. Interesting. Honestly, uh, I thought Roscoe looked great. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it looked Roscoe great. Yeah, and Brittany looked great. I was really happy. Oh that yeah, that yeah. Gallery made it a little event. I hope that continues. They brought yeah. some style. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it for sure. I, I do love it. the I dig. Just, like, oh, y'all just come from church. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then she ch- overchurched her br- otherwise in, in, in perfect dish. Sasha made something that was so good, but just a tiny bit too much dressing. Overchurched. Yeah. Overchurched. Yeah. Okay. Right now, church. Yeah, I've heard yeah. people say in terms of making food that you like church it up a bit, where you make it a little fancier. That's the thing what? I've heard people say. Like you buy like a frozen pizza, but then from you... who? <laughs> from you like, want me... Give yes. me his address. Alex I will is trying to embarrass you later. Let <laughs> me say this. Everyone's like, "What? No one says that." I have friends He's who say it. Maybe they choppin'. made. It. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Alex, who helped you go pee? <laughs> <laughs> No one did. I didn't uh-huh. do it. <laughs> yeah, go now. Go now before we have to go. I, I don't mind. Like as a as a like a personal slang, I like it and stand by it. But saying that this is a universal thing is. I have not- heard it from a couple of friends, and I think they yeah. and they know each other, so they may have made it up. But um, they like will buy something, you know, pre pre made, and then they'll trish it up a little bit with some fresh herbs or something. Huh. I like that. I, I, I think would- that's good. I oh. support it. Thank I, you. I grew up going to different church. When I think of church it up, I'd like, oh, you mean water it down and <laughs> more bland and palatable to a to a suburban audience? Interesting. Like, um, well, we don't have time for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he, oh, well. I, I want to share one personal slang of mine that yeah. I got from a person I worked with. Uh, whenever something's like too tight, I say that looks a little young on me. Oh. oh, as if it was like something you owned when you were a child. I see. And you've grown, and it's just too. Have small. you considered that this might be taken wrong? No, it was okay. Great. Explained just make it, I was just, like, why? What do you mean by young? And he's like, yeah. it's too tight on you, man. Ah, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, like also, there's a unicorn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for it. I'm up for <laughs> it. Um, we just uh, before, because I know we kind of zoom past, but could we talk about the tops and the and the winners? I thought oh, you know, we had yeah. some Back really the elimination good cooking challenge? on this yeah. uh, in the elimination. I thought. Um, I'm sorry yeah. to derail. I just uh, we were so busy on the bottoms, but yeah, you want to talk about the Gabe sandwich with the Chris in the middle? Yeah, I mean, like. I always say that. Sorry, I always say that wrong. It's the you never name it after the bread. It's not a Gabe sandwich. It's two Gabe sandwich. It's a Chris sandwich on on Gabe bread. Yeah, sorry. You got it. Yeah, Um, but I thought you know, like uh, for me, when they were like, you can't use vegetables in any of this. You know, I thought that would be a big, a big detractor and and throw everybody. But you know, we had some really really good cooking out of a lot of a lot of folks. I mean, Gabe continues to be one of the most thoughtful chefs in the competition. I yeah, that looks awesome insane i he's a sauce guy he's a yeah, sauce he's guy a sauce guy but also and he knows how to make plums not fall apart after 10 hours in a barbecue it was crazy yeah i and did like gabriel oh go ahead oh i really i think it was tom who was like kind of patting himself on the back like if we hadn't come up with this challenge <laughs> he would have never done this tom takes full credit for your <laughs> for your plums he's like he's like talenti stealing your gelato flavor yeah uh, at, what's the overall just sort of temperature check on Gabriel as villain here? Because he's he's definitely like detail oriented 
Uh, he still seems deeply punchable with everything that he says. I feel but, like he's gotten less punchable. I do think he was more. They the edit was more punchable early on, and this last couple of episodes, he just seems like a fine, normal guy. The preview for next week suggests that maybe the punchable edit is. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I was honestly credit where credits due. I was impressed with this when he said his name. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is this seems like some like <laughs> arrogant nonsense that will surely backfire, and then. Not only were there people who definitely had much worse ideas, it also just seemed really lovely and nice. And yeah. again, he put ice in a bowl and everyone yeah. lost their minds. Yeah. <laughs> people love ice uh, in a bowl. This ice thing is so cold. <laughs> yeah, not serving it on a hot rock that you found continues <laughs> to pay dividends. I think uh, also the fact that he was stung by a bee and no one noticed or cared seems to indicate <laughs> that like his relationship with the other chefs uh, is not like... Oh no, Gabriel got stung by a bee. Like, <laughs> poor baby. They're like, work on your burn was, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it did look really beautiful and it, it seemed did. really nice. And they, I don't, I don't know if they knew in advance what order they were going to be serving in or if mm. the, because it seemed based on the, the light of day that the order that they showed was probably the order that they actually served in, not like an editing thing. Agreed. And so it was great also that he ended up being like one of the first people. And yeah, yeah. it's just like a otherwise he served cold water in a bowl. That's no one's impressed by that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Carrie referred to his oysters as enchanting, which I really liked. And they do yeah. look at when you look at the picture of it, it's just it's so beautiful. And he spent three hours not cooking, which sometimes gets people in trouble. And he or I, some of his I can't remember how he did each of his fruits, but some of the fruits were probably smoked or his grapes yeah, were probably like messed all up. Of them. He probably microwaved the grapes, but um, the uh, yeah, he, arced, he it definitely it looks incredible. Yeah, 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 he arced it up. The, yeah, he looks like he spent three hours on this, which is amazing for oysters. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to spend some time. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was good because I don't know. That's the part I like in this show. Yeah, and also. Failures, but. Based on everyone's reactions to Chris's dish at the table, like he might be one of those chefs that like gets his shit together after a couple weeks. Yeah, cooks from his heart, finds his voice. You know, mm -hmm. I do like that. peach butter. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like butters and like oils that are not typical butters and oils. Is what I'm learning. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. yeah, right. You know what butter is really good? Tell me, shrimp, shrimp butter. Oh no, shrimp butter. Not. Oh, shrimp butter's the best. Oh, there was well, what, I mean, um, in the Seattle season. Somebody made that like n like would be a hundred dollar crab butter. Yes, at the mm -hmm. at the shack. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, fat carries flavor, right? Yeah. So anytime you can use that as a vehicle, it's a good idea. I say that all the time. Actually, that was my nickname <laughs> in college for a while. Um, I yeah, these looked really good. I, this is a fun challenge. I've never. I think. I think. I've never seen a no vegetable challenge on this show. Do you guys remember a no vegetable challenge? I can't because when they said that, I was like, oh, no, but the onions, like, <laughs> it does, it she does, does seem say that like out loud. Yeah, a, I foundational, it. a foundational thing, but yeah. I yeah. thought it was really cool. Minus the bees, which were obviously not the bees. an unforeseen complication. It seems like a pretty fun and also fairly reasonable challenge, like yeah. the time and everything. It didn't seem like unnecessarily produced. Well, and you also have to, in, in the bees' defense, um, next week, Gabriel <laughs> is going there. to be beautifully flowering. <laughs> <laughs> He's been thoroughly well, pollinated. my question. Were these really bees? Are, are bees in Oregon different? Because bees don't usually buzz around humans like that. It I seems think they, they could have been wasps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, right? they, yeah, he, he was like, don't sting me again. And if that was a bee, he's dead. He's not stinging you again. Do you yeah. think it was wasps because of all the raw meat they had on? Absolutely. Wasps, <laughs> wasps yeah. or yellow jackets. That's a very fair yeah. point. 
Honeybees uh, don't care about that. Well, yeah. they're definitely not honeybees, but there's the other sort of like more intense bees that aren't as fuzzy. They're like streamlined. I, I it's like yeah, I worked at a pool and there'd be like bees at the end of the summer buzzing around the trash cans because of all the like soda and like slushy water. Right. Mm. Like, those would be yellow jackets or what? Yeah, we call those yeah. yellow okay. jackets. But. So this, yeah, what you're calling a streamlined bee, it's yellow jacket. That's okay. that's not okay. that's not just a cool ass bee, Kyle. It's a different species. I thought it was a cool bee. I thought it was a bee. <laughs> oh, who's that cool tough bee? <laughs> like, I mean, these really it, it would make bees. sense that this orchard would have a lot of bees. That's how orchards work. So I get that. But yeah, the yeah. stinging seem, makes it seem less likely. And also, though, like if they're at the stage where like you can actually pick the fruit, it's not really bee time anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gotta say, uh, also, Mount Hood was looking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so because of the smoke, we definitely got, I think, fewer shots of the hood than we normally would. There were a lot of drone down shots, which I think they were doing to hide how smoky it was right then. Yeah. Um, but that, so Mount Hood is incredible, but that drive, that little bit of, actually, let's let's use this to talk about the next thing, because it's um, from zero to five stumps. How well did this episode showcase Portland for y'all? Um, so I'll give you mine since I already started, which is zero stumps for the quick fire. Who cares? Um, there's some smoke, one stump for the smoke, but the Columbia River Gorge, that bit of driving you do before you turn onto the loop, it, it's just, you go straight east from Portland, and it's one of the most gorgeous places I've ever seen in the world. It's one of the best, if you want to see beautiful scenery while constantly thinking you're about to get killed by a truck driver who's never encountered rain before, that is what... <laughs> it's also consistently windy, so you're it's, jogging all over. It's the, windy, oh it's almost always raining, and it is so full of truck drivers who are panicking. It is intense and gorgeous. It's a real weird <laughs> video game. <laughs> but at least three stumps for that. So I'm giving four stumps for this. I think even though the Fruit Loop might be made up, it is a beautiful area and worth telling more people about, even if it requires a cheesy name. Yeah, Megan, I do wish Megan. they could have seen it without the smoke, though. Oh, yeah, it's just, of course. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, Mount yeah. Hood's a very mountain-shaped mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. tremendously mountain-shaped. <laughs> my opinion doesn't matter on this as someone who's never actually mm-hmm. like spent any significant time in Portland, but I'm going to give it four stumps, too. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. for showing your old apartment. Yeah, I mean, I yes. <laughs> yeah. very important <laughs> landmark. Yeah. That mm-hmm. might push it up to four and a half stumps. Like, it would be <laughs> yeah. five if the quick fire wasn't such a punt. It, it, right, yeah, that's the main thing holding it back. If they had gone into the building, it would have been even better. But we did get to see they turned up. There was a parking lot across the street that is now a hole, and we got to see that update. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Wow, the Portland hole. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like a bad place to drive now. So constructiony. Um, yeah, good point. Anybody else have any Portland thoughts from this episode? I got four and a half. I thought wow. it was, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, local flavor in mm-hmm. terms of the the fruit, the the landscape, the the vibe. I would say the one thing they didn't do is highlight the as soon as you leave the city limits, it gets real racist real quick. Uh, it does. That's Portland. true in a lot of states, but that's also true in Oregon. Yeah, I feel like there's there's just a hard transition yeah. in in Oregon, yeah. but at the same time, we got a lot of that like the shots that make you realize like how beautiful a place it is yeah and uh, like the tour the oregon tourism department that paid for this show couldn't have gotten any better than somebody saying now i see why people live here i don't know <laughs> or pretty look solid. at those weird rocks that yeah. was also there <laughs> there's also look at the weird rocks yeah there are some great weird rocks where you're like oh this was a volcano and it stopped right there uh yeah. that's very exciting 
don't know. It is cool. interesting that they didn't choose, at least not that I remember, to say the name of the um, orchard where they were. They did say it. Padma said it when they, she was sending them there, and okay. I yes. forgot to write it down. But um, yeah, it's a specific vineyard I or uh, orchard. I assume that the group of orchards that all put $10 into the, the pot that chose the name Fruit Loop is what put the money into this show more than this one orchard. Right, but. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I and I was we we did I did this the Fruit Loop with my parents a lot a couple years ago, right after it got invented. And after you've gone to a orchard, you're not like, well, I would love to stop at three more orchards because they're very similar. Uh, you're not going to go pick your own peaches again for the next activity in the day. And a lot of they sell the same stuff at most of them, so it's really like, do you want to go pick some peaches? Buy you know peach butter from the nice person and then drive around Mount Hood, which is still worth it. But yeah, it's not like you actually need to do the full loop of different orchards. Um, yeah. Awesome. Hot tip. Hot yeah. tip for the Portland. <laughs> Just go there and come back. Um, uh, also, if you go to Mount Multnomah Falls, it's a left exit and that freaks everybody out. All right. Um, let's jump into the... Well, wait, can I really say... I, I would say four, four stumps for me. Oh, yeah. But... I was going to do half a half a stump off because this Fruit Loop thing. So they say you pick is like that's their thing. Mm-hmm. They spell like like the way U Haul does, just with the letter U. Yeah, and I feel like that's got to be worth half a stump off. Oh come on! Every U cut Christmas tree. Yeah, it has to be U hyphen. Everybody does yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's everywhere. That's all over yeah. Michigan. Yeah, you're putting up signns. Ezra, it's fifty cents a letter. That's not how that. That's no, no. Also, if it's, <laughs> it's if it's, not how it's spelled. <laughs> Well, are you also, somebody who will never go through a drive-through thru? You only go through full spelled drive-throughs. They save yeah, a lot of letters in that one because that like thruff makes no sense anyway. Right? <laughs> uh, so that's fine. I'm fine but, to get rid of that. But yo is better. I yes, that is the that is what we agreed. We already have that word. We know what it means. But and plus, it's because it's you dash pick. But the like just, it, but the first person is just the letter I. It's not y i e. Here, maybe it should be now, <laughs> um, but no. It, look, it looks like Upic, right? Like this is this. Is, okay, well, that, that's why the hyphen is so you don't think it's I. I pick you pick, or Upic. U-P-I-C. I don't know. I, I have a problem with this. Um, you don't have to, but it's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a tough criticism, but totally fair. Now let's jump into the. Ah, uh, yay! Do the ding 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 dong song. Let's jump into the mailbag. You can get in touch with us by sending us an email podcast at read-whip.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can send us through the feedback form on the website, packyourmics.com. Let's jump into the mailbag. Bunch of good mail here. A lot of people, um, I've already read some bits and pieces of it, but let me finish some of these out. First up, uh, from Jane on Facebook, glad to see Chris, the chef. Uh, hey, I do get this confused episode. every time I hear you call my name. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I've told you this, but there was a uh, there's a an album I was listening to recently where there, he talks to a guy named is a live album, and he's got a guy named Alex in the audience. So like track seven starts with, "Hey Alex, are you out there?" And every time I lose my mind, I like, "What? What? Where do I? Where do I have to go?" It's very mm-hmm. upsetting. Um, we should do a big fight just like the Joshes do, where there's only one left. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Wait, what's this Josh fight? Oh, <laughs> you know how the internet was going to like charge um, Area 51 a couple years ago? There was a similar thing where somebody was like, everyone named Josh should meet in the Midwest and we're all going to fight. And then like 
thousands of Joshes showed up, and they just had a large paper rock scissors tournament, and a little kid won, and so he's the only Josh. Anyway, this was like a big thing yesterday in the, some dork corners of the internet. Anyway, um, you know how there's a dark web? There's also a dork web, and this yeah, is where no, the Joshes are hanging out. Um, anyway, so Chris, the chef, um, I was glad to see him shine in this episode after his previous track record. It looks like we are seeing the tables level out as more chefs acclimatized to the competition, which I agreed. Totally agree with. This is about that time. Um, really sad about the eliminated chef. It was hard to see them stuck on a specific version vision, even though you could see Tom trying so hard to goad them towards another method, though it would have been a huge flex if they'd nailed the cook as intended. So I want to take that and make it into a question. Do you think it's worth the risk of doing it wrong? Where if you do it right, Tom is like, I didn't think it would even work. No, because it's chicken. Right, so it's poison if it no, doesn't. There's yep. no saving it if it doesn't go right. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I also think that, you know, if you do something that is risky, like you know, by its nature, you're not thinking it through enough to make it not a risk. Hmm. And so, if you're doing, you know, if somebody like Dawn had done a risotto, like nobody had a problem with her doing a risotto because she thought through it and did it great. And it wasn't like, well, this could have been a risk, but it was bad. It was just good. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I guess it's it is weird to talk about risks when they worked. I don't that is we usually think of the uh, having been risky because it did not work. Yeah, or if it sort of saves itself just enough and you make it to the middle, it's sort of like, well, okay. Um yeah, let me add some stuff from Bridget now. Um, I'm really enjoying watching the judges sniff the food first. Have you guys noticed this? Yeah, yeah. Sniff and sniffing. taste immediately as the, they're being introduced. Yeah, so Kwame did it for the panzanella, and I spotted Richard doing it too. I love that they lean all the way down and don't pick up the plate. I like that too. It is fun to watch someone like you give them food and they immediately put their whole face into it. It's very fun. Hmm. Um, you're not into that. All right, it's fine. Is this not how everyone eats? Every day, I like it. First, Um, later. Bridget Bridget also says, still puzzled by Avishar's decision. If he's got Indian food experience, why not make a play on something like a mango puri? Um, I genuinely expected him to shine here because Indian cuisine is so full of great vegetarian but not vegetable-based food that features lots of fruit. So I think that is a yeah, that's a great point. We're I'm going to talk about this with somebody else, but do you guys have any thoughts? Actually, let me jump ahead to Jordan so we can talk about this. Um, so one of the things Jordan mentioned, in, so Jordan, as you guys remember, our restaurant correspondent sent a great email with a bunch of good points. But one thing I want to talk about was um, my mom and I were having fun pitching ideas to cook with fruit. So do you guys have any? I have some suggestions from Jordan, but what are your fruit and meat ideas? Your no vegetable vegetarian or meat dishes? Wow, an actual cooking question. I know we don't do that often. And that's why I had I had Jordan clarify what he would do because I don't know. No, if it doesn't have onion and garlic in it, I I, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. They did have grain still, to be clear, too. I think it was obviously the race, but there was also just a lot of Bob's Red Mill stuff on the sh- shelves. Well, one thing is uh, we we don't cook that a ton with fruit that doesn't have like other vegetables in it, but we've made like an apple slaw. Mm. That's been really good. I think there's some we could do with like spices, vinegar, and then like julienne apples yeah uh that would probably go well with a meat we don't cook a lot of meat either because of this right. one yeah uh but uh yeah i think something like that would work i think that's the problem with like all of us doing non-vegetable dishes is there's so many vegetarians amongst us well and all, but also this is like very it seems like a lot of the suggestions for this are very sauce based and people at home don't make a lot of long sauces no 
Um, so some of Jordan's suggestions were like a blueberry basil or blackberry sage sauce on duck or pork loin with a Thai style raspberry chili sauce with peanuts and Thai basil. That sounds like a good sauce to Listen, me. None of but these they didn't long, have any chilies. You know? Yeah, no, they're great. <clears throat> well, I thought they did have chilies. Oh, I thought. No. No yeah, chilies. They didn't oh, provide okay. chilies. No, you took my chilies. Yeah. She was, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And probably no basil either. Not to be like that little asshole in class, but I don't know. Well, well, they did have herbs though, didn't yeah, they? I think they had herbs, yeah. Uh, Could you use enough herbs that it's almost vegetable? Could you like... Yes. <laughs> I think one of the chefs who was on the bottom used too many herbs. Oh, right. There was yeah, too many that herbs. That was like yeah. Nelson, right? Yeah. Was that yeah. Nelson who was like all the rosemary? So I stand corrected myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, we cook with handfuls of herbs, like fistfuls. Just chuck it at, whatever, <laughs> uh, in, at my house. Um, also, he said never tried lamb and fruit, but maybe play off the feta and mint with some berries. Yeah. I, a lot of this is like, that one sounds achievable, actually. Feta and mint with berries sounds lovely. We made... Um, I think this was last summer. We made pizza with peaches oh. and maybe arugula. I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, maybe like yeah, maybe there's like a like balsamic reduction to be on yeah, top. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Sounds dope. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. yeah, it does sound good. I know there are people who would be upset about this fruit thing on your pizza, but I'm into it. Yeah, tomatoes. Get over yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, since I'm talking to Jordan, a couple of quick updates from Jordan. Um. One, uh, Shota was on season one of Iron Chef Gauntlet back in 2017. Oh. Um, uh, okay. Which, I don't know Wait, if you guys is, are that, is that Iron Chef that they have to slap each other first? <laughs> yes, you have to challenge somebody with mm-hmm. a glove. That's how it works. Um, oh, I was thinking of like Gauntlet, the video game. Shota needs food badly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it almost feels like cheating because he has experience competing in weird challenges versus great chefs. We hear a lot about chefs that were on other shows after they got Top Chef famous. We don't talk as much about their previous experience, but Richard was a big Iron Chef guy before he, yeah. Blaze was a, yeah, was a big Iron Chef guy before he was on Top Chef. So I think a lot of them have lower show skills, which also makes yeah. sense because a lot of casting directors just watch other shows. That's how you cast shows. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think it's cheating. I think it's exactly how it should be. Um, uh, in terms of, do we know how he did on Iron Chef Gauntlet? Um, great question. I can open the Wikipedia here. There are only two seasons, so the show did not win. Um, let's see if we can find Shota on here. Um, nope, he lost in the second episode. Ooh. Um, yeah, so you can't say it's cheating that he lost on another show. Um, that feels like not even the right experience. Um, Ooh, that seems like a new thing where it's like the, the losingest chef, right? Where it's like you've lost in every sh- cooking competition. And so now you're ready to finally enact your master plan. No, I, I just think that's a good record to have. Oh, just... <laughs> but someone still pays you to be a chef. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just exposure, man. <laughs> also on a Gabriel villain update, um, got, uh, Jordan says, Gabriel got a humble edit this week, but they still shoehorned in a picture of him at Kraft. Very proud of yeah. his time at Kraft. <laughs> he, he really is. Yeah. Um, so here's an interesting take from Jordan that I want to bring up about Tom. Um. Or not? Oh no, it's not about Tom. This is about Blaze. Sorry. Okay, so three out of five, three point five out of five. Blaze stumps. Blaze is the cowbell of Top Chef. We never need more cowbell. As a lead judge, he is way too much. When he's edited down to a couple comments, he's great. I wonder if he was that reserved or if he ran over the other chef's comments but was edited down. How are you guys feeling on your Blaze updates? 
I thought the lesson about cowbell was you always did need more cowbell. Yeah. Did I miss the understanding of that I just, sketch? I just want more cowbell. Yeah, I think that's the idea is you need more cowbell, yeah. Maybe it's funny because you don't? I'm not really good on... No. Okay. <laughs> and then and then since we got Jordan on, on the line, uh, a quick restaurant update about the way Pando is going. So uh, the their restaurant in Virginia, the bar top seating is allowed, but six feet apart. So here's the breakdown. Bar seating was announced with no notice. So tomorrow, add bar seating. To open the inside, we ha- we would double double cover count. We would need to need two servers and one cook. They need to be trained and people, and they need to be people we deem safe and reliable. To open inside and the bar, we also have to hire two support staff. As of now, I cover bar, phones, takeouts, expo, and back waiter, which I can handle if there's no seating at the bar. So properly opening up a bar and the inside, that's five people needed to be hired and up to 11 staff now in a staffing shortage. Local restaurants have been posting on social media about this and asking guests to be patient. So we would, I, I would ask that everybody at home be patient with your restaurants as they are being given crazy tasks to do on very short notice. Yeah. Big hugs, Jordan. Big hugs. Yeah. Thanks. For- Should we all, do you need help? Should we volunteer, Jordan? Would that be? Is that? Are we trustworthy? I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Are you kidding me? What, uh, yeah, I, I can't. Ha- you put grapes in the microwave. You can't handle food. There's no way. That's on, on the dude. Menu? The food handler's permit is like, have you ever made a science experiment in the microwave? That's the first question to weed you out. And, and that they say, yeah. If you say yes, say good job. You're a cool. You're a cool. A cool bee. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a cool streamlined bee. You're a yellow jacket, and everyone hates you. Um, uh, I got a couple more mailbags to get through. At Leprechaun, again, um, wondering if you all checked out Fast Foodies on True TV. It features Top Chef winners Kristen and Jeremy, as well as Top Chef contestant and Iron Chef winner Justin. Very fun and funny show. Ooh, oh, they need to have a They have to have Vin Diesel time where it's the fast and the foodiest. Oh, that's a good idea. Especially- I saw a clip of it, but not a full episode. Um, it's funny to sell a show by saying it's got winners Kristen and Jeremy because like you got me and then lost me in the same sentence. Jeremy, I think, is underappreciated. I will say he didn't he didn't win me over in the moment, but I I've no doubt he's. Jeremy player. did the ice bowl, right? The bowl yeah. under the oh, ice bowl. That was his thing. Still talking about oh. that was a contribution. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> right? we're still talking about it. It's yeah. there with banana scallop. That's an iconic moment. <laughs> um. Uh, also, did Jamie plan on her dish having such perfect alliteration? Pepper pear sauce with pork polenta oh, and poached so pear good. and pickled grapes. It's a lot of peas. Um, which I agree with, although I'm really disappointed by that grape at the end of that. Yeah, pepper pear with pork polenta, poached pear, and pickled. And then you just grapes. do grapes? It's like, yeah. whoa, well, you that, got that, so close. It was close. a lowercase g, uppercase p, so grapes. No, 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 no. <laughs> it should be uh, pickled pre-prunes. Oh, pre-prunes. Oh. I like it. Or praisins, pre-raisins. Yeah, wait, say, isn't a pre-prune yeah. a plum? Yeah, that's a plum. Um, eh. So, pre, but pre-grade or pre-raisins, praisins. Um, all right, another thing from Jake M- MHS on Twitter. Um, this had to be the least suspenseful elimination in recent memory. Hard to yeah. hard to survive serving poison. Uh, yep. Too bad. I thought Keith would go far. Yeah, mm. I mean that of all the mistakes. That's the one that kills people more. So you really got to not do it. How many people do die from this, though? Really. I, I, I look it up. And look for it. <laughs> I think you can look it up. <laughs> we all just watched you decide that you didn't like that take after you'd said it. Yeah. Not going to pull it back, but it's not a good take. Um, from Marianne by email. Hey guys, thoroughly enjoying another great season of pack your mics and of top oh, chef. Thanks. thanks Marianne. Uh, can't wait to hear your Portlandites take on the fruit loop. Is this a real thing? And did top chef surprise you by featuring the loop in a challenge? 
Um, were you surprised to see it in a challenge, Megan? I was not surprised to see it in a challenge. Um, <laughs> if I'd thought about it more, I would have predicted it. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like this is definitely a recent marketing thing. I don't yeah. I don't think I heard about it before like a few years ago. Yeah, I think um, this is in one of the emails that I, I only read part. Maybe it was from Jordan too. That was just like the Seattle episode did have an orchard fruit episode as well. So we might have yes. needed to see this coming from that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would say like, yeah, it's new, but everything's made by people and made up at some point. So, that's true. Everything is made know, up at some just, point. It's just yeah. a newer friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, and it's still fun. And, it's a, and I think it, the challenge fits well and just getting those BMWs driving through the gorge. It's worth it. Mm. Um, uh, Marion continues. Great episode, but boy, this season is heavy on the promotional products. I can't wait to see what other culinary delights are showcased for a generous fee. Um, I do think Campbell's is low. I can't imagine we're going to get ranch again, but we're, I think we're probably pretty low on it's not going to be worse than this. Oh, what was the... There was a fake sugar one year. That was pretty rough. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do remember that being not great. Like, a, mm. not Splenda, but the... Truvia? Stevia. Oh, yeah. Or Truvia. Wait. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, I gross. think Truvia. It didn't work either way, right? We don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we were horrified. Um, um, also, both Nelson and I were caught off guard when... Pa- both Nelson and I were caught off guard when Padma asked if his dish featured rosemary. I forgot that when Padma asks a question like that, she's gathering information to move in for a kill later. Very much yeah. like Ezra asking, who <laughs> helped you pee? <laughs> um, and then a couple more from Brandy. Oysters on ice, a scandalo. What? That's great subject. Uh, a scandal, right? I, uh, no, I, I want to hear more. Um, uh, so first of all, I am happy that P- Top Chef is back because it means you are back. Yay. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Brandy. Oysters Which one was she talking to of us? Uh, P- uh, PYM friends. Hey, PYM friends. So, yeah, okay. so the yeah, ones she all, considers all friends. Yeah, just, okay, just well, those yeah. of us who are her actual friends. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Oysters on ice al fresco. Somewhere Jeremy threw a sandy, empty Bud Light bottle into a cooler of half-melted ice and stung in, and felt stung in his bum that his bro Amar didn't give him a footnote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would it be between like Amar like looking place he's like you know what my buddy Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> um, also I hope that there was enough forethought to ask everyone about allergies the result of these bees could have been drier uh, dire for the drama um, yeah. I like my top chef like I like my Eddie Izzard bits covered in bees um, ah, I love that covered in bees <laughs> Uh, also, it doesn't seem like Chris knew or did it on purpose, but Dale is a noted lover of and winner with grilled cheese and tomato soup. Uh, See the Target episode in season eight, All Stars. It's one of my favorite episodes. Excellent Bordainitude. Um, that was for you, Ezra, probably. And my favorite season, Hint Hint. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're supposed Playing to go back and watch. See. the judge a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah, it's like serving Padma booze for breakfast. You're like making it easier. Um,. Uh, oh, I also like this one. Uh, I lived in Portland about 15 years ago. I remember great taquerias and the best falafel I've ever eaten. I lived in Northeast pre-gentrification, and I don't think I would recognize it now. One funny food thing that I remember is that all of the fast food restaurants seem to be somehow confined to one street on Broadway, which is a fun Portland thing. Um, if they ever, There's like not a lot of fast food in the city except for Broadway and then suburbs. That's the only place to get fast food, um, which mm. is very fun. Um, and I would think it would be interesting. What? Cute. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like it's very off-putting for people who are used to having fast food on every corner, 
And it's the flip for us. It's weird seeing so much fast food in the city here. Last thing from J number one. So we've seen chefs driving the BMWs, Avishar and Kiki today, but I'm really wondering who drives the judges. Do they have their driver or is Tom driving in his dad's sweaters? Hmm. They, have really, we all. they definitely have a yeah. driver. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. have a driver. They all have their own driver. Except, well, so like judges have, each have their own driver. But the more interesting question is who's driving of the panel of past winners and contestants? Oh, the Funky Bunch. Yeah. yeah, the Funky Bunch. I mean, I wonder, it might be different for pandemic, but any show like this, I assume there's a 18 passenger van driven by a 17 year old PA that is taking you in groups. And so, and presumably the, ju- and in my experience, it would be Tom would get his own 18 passenger van and then the Funky Bunch would all be in the same van uh, as each does. other. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely, I, I didn't look at the credits, but there's almost always like drivers credited in shows for this very reason. So I'm assuming that's happening. Uh, but BMW when, doesn't make an 18 passenger van, so we don't get to see it. What, uh, well, and maybe it's like, maybe they, they like sort of like cut a bunch of the, like the, the, the five passengers and just like smush them all together basically. So yeah, it's it's, like, that's most likely. That's a Mad Max style. <laughs> yeah, Mad Max a bunch of BMWs <laughs> to get everyone out to the gorge. Yeah, plays on like one of those like poles basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is. Yeah, Dale's in his purple shoes playing guitar with <laughs> eighteen strings. Um, no, Kwame's the Kwame's the doof warrior. <laughs> He's the doof warrior. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the one thing we missed, Chris. You wanted to you wanted to mention Kwame's outfit. Shout out to the mint green jacket. Yeah, crazy like Lil Nas X like faux cowboy details. It's I am so curious to hear your opinion on that jacket. I love it. You do? What do you mean? Yeah. I, I love mint. One of my fa- it's one of my favorite colors is mint green. Um, and I like it. I have some mint green sneakers that I'm really big fan of. But I feel like that jacket was maybe a lot of it. Oh, That's it's a lot. My worry. But you got you got to own it. You know. I don't know. I th- okay. I I like it. I like what Kwame's going through this this season. He's doing a lot, but I do. Yeah, I really do like that color. But I just I don't know. I but is this is this a show outfit or would he wear this outfit around? Have to ask him. He would wear it around. Yeah, I mean, but he he seems like if if he's dressing like this on camera, that says to me that he's very confident in his personal style. So I bet he would wear bold looks out on the street too. Uh, He wouldn't wear it to like the market, but he'd wear it to get drinks. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because at the market he'd blend in with the vegetables. Exactly. Someone might buy. Someone might take him home. I also. I also like when you wear that color green because if you spill coffee on it, then you just look like your mint chocolate chip. Oh, it's nice. Um, Have you done that with your shoes? No, I keep my shoes very clean. And also, they're obviously spray sealed so you can't spill on them. Mm. It won't stain. Um, Fun fact, that's also Damian Lillard's mom's favorite color. And I know that because he puts out a, a, a shoe usually on Mother's Day in that color for his mom. And it's really cute. Aww. Yeah. Couldn't he just like give it to her and not like... You know, like there's easier ways. He to- couldn't just not also make a million dollars on it. Yeah, I guess he could. M- making a mint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good enough way to end it. Um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> self-critical. I, look, we were out. That's it. That's the whole mailbag. If you want to get in the mailbag, you can go send us an email podcast at readdistrict.com, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I, you know, I appreciate everyone who, especially the little shout-outs and stuff. And I'm glad everyone is happy to be back. One of my favorite parts of the show is getting all of you together um, as friends and then also the emailers all together to chat with us. So it's been very fun. Um, Chris. What? 
you got to drive yourself sorry. home. Bad news. I'm oh, so man. sorry. It's tough, but um, you did this thing where you made Crisotto, and we're just not having it. Oh man, shouldn't shouldn't have smoked the cheese. <laughs> also, Chris, your kids no longer love you. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it turns out they were very Top Chef dependent love, but yeah, guess I'll take a sad counterclockwise drive around the Fruit Loop in a BMW. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that's the, oh, they don't tell you this about the Fruit Loop, but if you go counterclockwise, you go back in time and you can do it all over again. Uh, very good. Yeah. Well, someone on the show knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crisotto actually sounds better than Ohioto. It makes way more sense. Yes. It does, but it also seems like I'm, I'm cooking bits of myself into the rice. Aren't you, though? Your good. heart and your soul. Yeah, put your whole self into it. Oh, that's nice. Well, <laughs> the other thing with a Crisotto versus an Ohioto is you're only adding one to two letters in front of the existing word. That's instead true. Instead of tacking on a completely different word. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're not just stapling an unrelated word to it. Well, yeah, Chris, Chris Soto, sound, you have you had more overlap. That's the key to a good portmanteau as is the right amount of overlap. Uh, enjoy your foot-long hot salads. Chris, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Ez and Sarah, good hanging out with you. Yep. yep. Thanks for cleaning up your hot chocolate mess in time to chat. We did okay. Uh, Sarah and Kyle, great seeing you too. Farewell. Likewise. And uh, Mame. Always a pleasure. Always. I'll see you all next week. Uh, Take care. Goodbye.